All right, here we are. Good morning, uh, Florida Wrestling Room. Uh, how are you today? It's another beautiful day. We have a great lineup for you today. And uh, we're going to start out that lineup with a longtime USA member. Uh, 1984, he was named USAW State Chairman of the Year. 90, he was named Junior Councilman of the Year. 95, he received the Phil Porchise Memorial Award from the U.S. Wrestling of Officiation Association, whatever that's called, Developing Young Official. 2002, received the Service Award at USAW Board of Directors. 2003, he received the Silver Star at the World Championships. And at 2017, he was inducted into the National Wrestling Hall of Fame through the New York chapter. And I have about three or four more pages of stuff that I could have done. I just went to the major awards that Mr. Crum has uh, received, and he's here with us today. Uh, how are you, Coach Bill Crum? Welcome. I'm well. I'm well. How are you doing? Good, good. Uh, thank you so much for, for coming on. I do appreciate it. Yeah, my pleasure. It's not like we have a whole lot to do nowadays. <laughs> yeah, everything is kind of at a standstill. Yeah. Well, uh, obviously, we've been going through some, uh, some weird times right now. Uh, Talk about it a little bit. I mean, where where is uh, where is wrestling at right now? Well, I'll tell you, it, it's going to be interesting to see how things play out over the next couple of months. Um, as as you know, Florida USA Wrestling has scheduled its first event for July 18th. Uh, we're hoping that at that point in time, uh, we'll be able to move forward with it. Um, following all the local guidelines, because that's where USA Wrestling as the national organization is now. They want everybody to be following uh, their local guidelines as to what's going on. So assuming that nothing changes, uh, we will be moving forward with that on uh, July uh, 18th and 19th. It'll be the Triple Crown, the, the uh, uh, state championships in Greco-Roman freestyle and, and folk style. So we're kind of looking forward to that here. Uh, watching things on a national scale or on a, or on a uh, uh, let's say, a public high school scale, uh, we just don't know. I don't know if you noticed uh, um, last week the uh, Junior College Association moved its season uh, to begin to be an entirely second semester sport. And um, when I commented on that on Facebook, I got four or five responses from college coaches saying, you know, division one, two, and three coaches who were saying they hope, kind of hope that the NCAA might do the same kind of thing. So we'll see. We'll see what's happening. As far as moving it to a, to a different um, date or. Just yeah. That, well, what the JCs are, what, what the junior colleges are going to do is they're going to run their um, national championship in late April. So they're, so every, all the competition will start January 1st, you know, or, not on January 1st, but slightly after January 1st, and then and then move, uh, you know, shift the season from, they're going to have one allowable practice month in October, and then they're going to shut down for a couple of months and then come back in January, which I think in light of the fact that we don't know who's going to be allowed on campus, who's not, what sports are going to be allowed to start, which ones aren't, that's a good move on their part, I think, to, to do something like that. All right, so yeah, so that could probably trickle down through everything good yeah yeah so um obviously since i don't know 1974 whenever it's been you've been with uh usa wrestling at some capacity uh there's a lot of history there and i know all that history is up in that head of yours so 
go ahead and uh, talk to us about the, the history of USA Wrestling, uh, how it was started and founded to where it is today and how it's grown. Um, I got involved with uh, what was then the United States Wrestling Federation right around, as you said, around 74. Uh, I had been working every summer at a, uh, a wrestling camp in New Jersey um, that was run by one of my high school coaches and, and uh, got to meet an awful lot of people from around the country, college coaches and, and, and what have you, and sort of gravitated towards freestyling Greco while, while I was there. I was still coaching high school, but I was in ultimately college. But at that point, uh, I started uh, moving towards freestyling Greco. And what happened was the very first time I went to Junior Nationals um, was 1977 when it was at the uh, University of Iowa. I went as one of the coaches for the New Jersey team, a young coach with, you know, I mean, um, giants in the sport just surrounding you, you know, and it's like you're, you're in awe with the, the people that are there. Um, in But throughout the 70s, the USWF had been challenging to become the national governing body of the sport. Uh, prior to the Amateur Sports Act, which I think was passed in 79, I mean, 69, 70, somewhere in there. Um, the AAU was, was a single organization and it was a governing body in most sports, most Olympic sports. Uh, the Amateur Sports Act required that no organization could be the national, could be the Olympic Committee member in multiple sports. So they had to break the AAU up into different divisions, AAU wrestling division being one of them. And, and they also had to allow for a challenge that the NCAA actually funded for USWF. And in 1983, uh, the USWF basically won the challenge and it was going through the courts and doing all that kind of stuff. And rather than continue fighting appeals and what have you, um, they sat down with the AAU wrestling division and came up with a plan to, to, to create uh, what is now USA Wrestling, which is essentially the USWF model, but but was allowed to incorporate some of the AAU ideas and, and people. Uh, the first executive committee, for instance, the first set of six officers included three from USWF and three from the AAU. And then after the first year, they, you know, they created a few new positions on the board of directors, one of which was um, the what they then called the Junior World Division, which is now called the UWW Junior Division. And at that time, I was both a state chairman and a junior college coach. So I got a call asking me would I accept a one-year appointment to that position because it kind of covered both areas. I said, sure. And then I got elected 10 times after that to that same position and was on that board for 20 years. Um, <coughs> don't want to make this about so much about me than about the sport but that's the history of how usa wrestling became usa wrestling and the national governing body for the sport uh back then and, and a lot of that is gone you know you, we don't remember that uh most people involved in wrestling now maybe weren't even born at that point you know? yeah for sure <clears throat> yeah I, well, I was born in 76 so that was a couple of years there you go <laughs> a couple of years after you started so that's cool. And now, so I know that um, you spoke about it a little bit, but you did have a, uh, <clears throat> prior to getting into like officiating and really, really starting to direct at a high level, you, you did some coaching. Uh, yeah. Talk about that. I know you, you were at some, some, some amazing high schools, some great colleges. Well, I, I, I was actually the, uh, 
um, I started coach right out of college. I, I, I mean, right out of high school, I, I started coaching at my old high school. I just like a workout guy in the room the first year. And then I became the freshman coach uh, the, the second year. Uh, we had a very large team, so we could have a freshman, two JV, and a varsity team. Um, so I was the freshman coach. And then uh, St. Peter's, when the year that I was a freshman coach, St. Peter's Prep in Jersey City started a program you, because another school in the area, St. Benedict's, had closed down for a year, and a lot of those kids transferred to St. Peter's, so uh, th they started a wrestling program there because a lot of them were wrestlers. The next year, St. Benedict's reopened, and the coach, uh, who was a priest, um, went back to St. Benedict's as, as the headmaster, and he's still the headmaster to this day. Uh, and, and I was asked by some people, particularly him, do, would you be interested in taking over the St. Peter's program? So I'm 20 years old and I'm taking over as a varsity high school uh, coach. And we had some great kids there. I mean, it was a really, really high powered academic school. Uh, my first captain um, graduated ultimately from Harvard, Harvard Law, and he was a Rhodes Scholar to give you an idea. Um, but, uh, um, <clears throat> you know, from St. Peter's, I was there for five years. Then I went to Union Catholic High School in Scotts Plains for three years. And while I was there, I was asked if I wanted to take over the program at Union County College. So, you know, we did that. And, and uh, that's the point at which USW, I was the state chairman now in New Jersey and USWF became USA Wrestling. <coughs> oh, excuse me. All right. And, and uh, um, I, I was there for a couple of years. And then the, the position at, at Rutgers Newark, which was a division three school opened up. And I was there for several years too so through the mid 80s um now that's it's most one right i'm sorry now rutgers is division one well no there are three rutgers campuses uh the one in new brunswick is division one it always has been the, the the campus in newark is where i coached it was division three and the campus in camden which is some they both have dropped their programs you know in the 90s but they were both division three <clears throat> So there were like satellite campuses. Yeah, see, I live and learn. Yep. <laughs> so so um, uh, while I was at Rutgers Newark, was um, also very involved with the whole USA Wrestling thing. I don't know if you watch uh, Big Ten Wrestling much, but uh, Tim Johnson, who's one of the announcers there, was became the um, uh, competition manager for the Olympics in Los Angeles. And he offered me a volunteer position. And so I went up and, and did that and got very involved with the whole, the whole process there. Um, and then in, in 96, um, I, I was one of the assistant competition managers for, uh, for wrestling in Atlanta. So, you know, yeah. again, enough about me. <laughs> that's, that's, uh, that's awesome. So how long, I know that you were, you were put into the New York, uh, the New York Hall of Fame chapter. Uh, but I know that you're very highly involved with uh, USAW Florida and the Florida Chapter Hall of Fame. Uh, I think you guys call it FAWA, is that right? FAWA, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so... Florida uh, Amateur Wrestling Association. So very cool. Yes, I had um, uh, Coach Cody on yep. uh, a while back, and I had uh, Mr. Purcelli on, mm -hmm. who talked very highly of you. He's already... Um, typing into the comments that uh, <laughs> you're a great man. So he thinks highly of you. Um, 
But anyway, I talk about uh, talk about USAW Florida and talk about the uh, the things that you guys are doing through the Florida Chapter Hall of Fame, and I and I believe you guys have uh, uh, some events coming up. I think one is up in Orlando. The uh, well, like, well, like I said earlier, um, the uh, state tournament is coming up on on July 18th and 19th. It's, it's triple crown, so it'll be uh, freestyle Greco on Saturday and then uh, folk style on Sunday. Uh, and it's at Kissimmee. It, it's at the Osceola High School in, in, in Kissimmee. So um, we're looking forward to that. Uh, Coach Bird and his crew do a great job of running events up there. And uh, uh, we're looking forward to that happening. Again, we need to we need to pay attention to what the state and local governments are telling us we can and can't do. We're taking all kinds of precautions to follow the guidelines that USA Wrestling has put out for returning to competition. Uh, it'll include distancing. It'll include, you know, temperature taking for everybody coming into the place. It'll include uh, masks for everybody who's not actually wrestling at the moment. Uh, masks will go on. Masks will go off. We'll have masks available for people. Um, so, so it's going to be an interesting uh, event. It's going to be unlike uh, events that we've seen before. It's just going to be different, and it's probably going to take a little longer to get stuff done, not to get started or anything, but just to get stuff done, uh, because you've got to keep that distancing, and you're going to have to periodically have to clean stuff, you know, sanitize tables, sanitize score clocks, do all you know, the the the, the um, uh, controls for the score clocks, do all that kind of stuff. Um, so, uh, we're looking forward, uh, to that. Um, the, uh, if, if that comes and, if, and, and hopefully that'll be the trigger us to start doing some other things. A number of clubs have already opened up around the state, uh, using USA wrestling's return to the map guidelines. You can find all of that stuff on the map.com if anybody wants to read it pretty, you know, pretty boring to read to be honest with you but it's but it's but it's important and uh uh you know if people want to see what how things are going to be run that's a pretty good idea It'd give you a pretty good idea how things are going to go opening up oh yeah and you guys have your uh, i know you guys have your your hall of fame event is going to be up here in orlando this year uh yeah i'm, I'm still waiting for the final all the final information on that um, so that I, I mean, I don't want to hesitate before I start passing that on, uh, before, because I don't want to make a mistake. <laughs> Give sure. Some. Sure. Yeah. No, I understand. And, yeah. um, that's and, a great group, by the way, that, that hall of fame board that gets together is a really, really terrific group that, that, of uh, uh, pretty dedicated people from that, that understand the history of Florida wrestling a whole lot more than I do. Um, but, uh, you know, my memories all go, all go back to New Jersey and New York, you know, so. Yeah, Mr. Um, Mr. Hennenbaugh told me I should come by and see you guys. Yeah, oh, absolutely. So uh, I know that um, supporting USA Wrestling is very, very important to you and, and, and growing USA Wrestling. And, and I know that there was kind of a, <clears throat> and I talked to Porcelli about this too, is there was kind of a distance. People kind of distanced themselves for a little bit and now they're coming back around. Uh, you had mentioned why it's important to be involved. It's the governing body and keep it going. Uh, talk about obviously the importance of of supporting USA Wrestling and then uh, some of the different processes you have, like the coach certification process and things you can okay. go through to educate yourself or, or or become you know part of the sport. Uh, yeah, and and um, 
the main reason to support USA Wrestling, in my opinion, is the fact that it is the national governing body. If you're a member of that, you're a member of the Olympic movement. And most people in wrestling, if not all people in wrestling, look at Olympic success as being the pinnacle of a career in wrestling. And every member of USA Wrestling is part of that. And that's, that, to me, is the single most important reason. Now, over the years, people have drifted away from it, as I understand it, in Florida um, for a number of reasons. A lot of it having to do with the cost of membership, that a, uh, a membership card in another organization might be, you know, $14, $15, $16, and the USA Wrestling card was $40. Um, USA Wrestling has now recently, within the last four years or so, and, and Florida adopted it last year, is a $15 folk-style-only in-state card. So a club that wants to affiliate with USA Wrestling can do so. And during its folk-style season, its members can join USA Wrestling for $15. At the end of the folk-style season, if they want to continue to wrestle in Greco-Roman and freestyle and be, or, or travel at a state even for folk-style tournaments, they can upgrade their card from a... Uh, fifteen dollar card to a to the uh, to the forty dollar card simply by paying the difference in the in the, in the cost of the card, and and uh, I think that's great. Now, as far as um, uh, another reason to to join is because of the professional way that USA Wrestling uh, trains and 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 allows people to coach, and you don't have to be a you know a phys ed teacher to be a coach, but you do have to go through um, a, a coaching certification process, which, um, as you've discovered recently, uh, includes um, uh, having a background check, uh, which doesn't take all that long to, to get, and then going through the safe sport program, which is, I think, one of USA Wrestling's most important things they have out there right now to protect the kids. If you're a parent and you want your kid, you don't know who your, you know, your, your, your kid is going to be involved with, you should know that every adult who's involved in USA Wrestling has to go through this safe sports program, which trains them not just to to um, to avoid certain in, you know uh, situations that that could be harmful to a kid, but also involves um, uh, uh, training people how to recognize when somebody else is doing is doing sending up red flags that there's a whether it's got to do with abuse or whether it's got to do with, uh, you know, your physical abuse or a mental abuse or a sexual abuse or whatever, you're, you're trained to, to, to recognize some of those things. And that's another good reason to join USA Wrestling because you can't become a coach without having done that. Yeah. And, it's, a, it's a little, uh, it's, yeah. Um, if you don't have the stomach for it, don't go through it. Cause, uh, <laughs> Uh, there are some things in there that that you you might go wow yeah i sure i don't know how i would feel if that happened to my child so yeah uh, but they 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 get in depth very in depth because they have to and it's i'm sure it's to scare you into understanding how important it is so that's awesome and then rewinding back to the membership thing you guys just created recently uh, i don't know over the last few years um the the $150 membership where you get kind of swag and you get training yeah. stuff and you get kind of a whole bundle of, 
of USA things that, that you can take advantage of. Yeah, yeah, I, and, and that's not a very, you know, extremely popular membership, but if you, if you can afford that, it's well worth it. I mean, you're, you're gonna get, as you say, you're gonna get some uniform stuff, you're gonna get bag, you're gonna get stuff that goes with it that, that you can display your membership in USA Wrestling just by walking around the neighborhood, you know, it's, uh, that's, that's good. But I, I'm, you know, I'm, I don't go out of my way to promote that particular membership because very often it's out of sight, out of mind. You know? Yeah, I understand. Because of the cost, because of the cost. Sure, sure, well, I paid for it, so. Hopefully my swag comes in and it's nice. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I, it's the least I can do. I'm, I'm trying to learn how this, this whole thing works. So I'm getting educated. <laughs> <clears throat> so I know uh, that the last two things that I really wanted to talk to you about, and I know they're, they're very near and dear to your heart because you've been involved in them uh, at some level, probably your whole life is, is Beat the Streets and the Boys and Girls Club, which are two very uh, highly effective youth programs that um, that that bring kids in and 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 just do what they do. So talk about those two programs and how important they are and 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 your involvement. Yeah, and and I think in light of what the country's been going through the last couple of weeks, um, they become even more and more important for us to to understand that that there are people in this country who don't have the same advantage as other people in the country. And I spent a couple of years as the Dean of Students at St. Anthony High School in Jersey City. Now, anybody knows anything about basketball, high school basketball knows that they had a pretty good basketball program. In fact, one of the years I was there, they were ranked first in the country. But there were 75 boys and 75 girls in the class. All of them, and most of them, inner city urban kids and it was there that i first got a wake-up call being a, having grown up in the suburbs and everything else about the kind of lives that some of the kids in in in, in more underserved areas um uh, get uh and having started there and then eventually going to work with boys and girls club in the same area um the uh uh the two passions that became part of my life were, you know, trying to, to, to do what I could for kids in, in urban America and at the same time wrestling. So that's where the concept of Beat the Streets was, was actually born. It took several years before it actually hit the ground running. Um, I got involved with a group called the Metropolitan Wrestling Association in, in the New York metropolitan area. And we got a grant from USA Wrestling to start a program which we called Beat the Streets. And the reason we called it Beat the Streets is that was the old motto from the Boys and Girls Clubs. They changed their motto from the club that beats the streets to the positive place for kids. And I asked the president of Boys and Girls Clubs of America, I said, okay, if we use that Beat the Streets thing, they said, fine. So, so as part of the two, what was going to be the 2001 World Championships at Madison Square Garden, the legacy was to be Beat the Streets. Well, it was scheduled for September think 26 2001 you know what happened a couple of weeks earlier than that it, it and basically wiped us out of, of that 2001 we were fortunate to get freestyle and women's freestyle back for 2003 so we ran that and the legacy of that was beat the streets and in 2004 we incorporated beat the streets to new york city wrestling uh we got uh, you know guys who are not everyday names but Al Bevilacqua, Setagoni, and Rich Rinaldi, uh, 
uh, Rob Schoenberg, you know, um, got involved, uh, Steve Umloff, of trying to put something together early on, and then we hit the jackpot. We, we found Mike Novogratz. Mike Novogratz was uh, the owner of a, of a hedge fund that went public and was in the top 500 wealthiest people in uh, Forbes and was also a pretty good wrestler for Princeton in his day. He, he got to the round of 12 twice in the, in the Division I. And he got behind us in a big way. And, and he's, we started out with a, with a $4,000 contribution for one pilot program in a middle school. And he took that and took the ball rolling to the point where now it is raising well over a million and a half dollars a year. To, and there are more than 60 uh, middle school and 60 high school programs that were started by Beat the Street in New York City. Um, the, the, the stories, I mean, I could go on for hours with the stories about the kids and how wrestling has helped them. But um, uh, I'm, I won't. I, mean, I know we don't have enough time to do that right now. Uh, maybe some other time we can when, 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 uh, when we do something else. But, but what has happened with this sitting at home, basically doing nothing, uh, has, has gotten me working on seeing if there's the opportunity to get some kind of a Beat the Streets program going down here in Palm Beach County in South Florida. And uh, so I throw it out to anybody that does happen to see this. Uh, we're looking for people to get involved with us. If somebody's out there that if we can find our Mike Novogratz down here, or even, you know, a hundred people who can do 100, 1% of what Mike Novogratz has done for us, we can get something really good going down here. The model will be different because the demographics are different down here. They were in New York City. New York City, 100% urban. Down here, you've got urban pockets surrounded by suburban and actually wealthy areas. Um, but, uh, you know, we can put something together down here. And I've talked to a number of people who are interested in helping get us started. So we're looking to do something like that too. Oh, it's awesome. Well, a lot of good things. And I'm sure, yeah, we could probably go on for hours. Maybe one day, you know, we'll get to meet in person and sit down and have a drink and you can tell me all the cool stories. Yeah, I'd enjoy that. Yeah, that'd be fun. Uh, tell you, the, 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 the best story would be, the would, best fun story would be the, uh, Story from the very first board of directors meeting of USA Wrestling ever, and I'm walking in. I'm just surrounded by giants in the sport, and and, and at the end, it was the day after the NCAA's in Oklahoma City. At the end of the meeting, now the the three. I remember I said there were three guys from the AAU who were officers, and the guy who was technically the chairman of the board had been the executive director of the AAU wrestling, and he wasn't real happy with the way things had gone, and and. And he knew the NCAA had backed us. So at the end of the meeting, the president asked anybody have any comments for the board. And uh, he raises his hand and he says, you know, did you see that award ceremony yesterday? There were flowers all over the award stand. You couldn't see the numbers. You couldn't see people's feet. It looked more like a damn funeral than like, a, than, than like an award ceremony. Dan Gable raises his hand. He gets called on Dan. He says, with seven losers and one winner, it ought to look like a funeral. <laughs> Oh, that's a good story. I like it. <laughs> All right. Well, are you ready for my 10 questions? Oh, this ought to be good. Go ahead. Uh, I was trying to do some, uh, some, some, some research and I, I did the best I could, but I got, uh, so you were, you officiated and you coach. So, uh, refing or coaching? If it's physically possible, coaching, because coaches are, the, as Mike Novogratz would say, they are the agents of change. Coaches are the most important people in this sport. 
All right, Jersey Shore or Boynton Beach? Spent a lot of great summers at the Jersey Shore. I'm going to go with Jersey Shore from a vacation <laughs> standpoint. All right. New York Oyster Bars or Florida Stone Crabs? Probably the Stone Crabs. I don't think I'm oyster. No, <laughs> all right. Uh, Nathan's or Sabret's? Um, if I'm in New York, it's Nathan's. If I'm in New Jersey, it's Sabret's. It's different. <laughs> all right, we got. You've got the uh, Seminole Hard Rock here, and you've got the Atlantic City Hard Rock there. Oh, Seminole. Lobster Reuben here or pork roll back home? Uh, well, first of all, in North Jersey, we call it Taylor Ham. Taylor Ham, all right. And it's not, it's Taylor Ham is a, all, all Taylor Ham is pork roll, not all pork roll is Taylor Ham. And, ah, ah yeah, and, and I actually found it in Publix down here. So, I mean, that's going to be my answer. There's no question about that. Yeah. If, you, if you live in New Jersey, it's a staple. I heard they have like things called like rippers, like types of hot dogs. The Italian. Well, that's a yeah. There's a yeah. There's a restaurant in in Rutt's Hut called in, in Clifton, New Jersey that that puts the rippers out there. They're just deep fried hot dogs. And then you got Italian hot dogs, places like Jimmy Buffs in uh, West Orange, which is where I grew up, which are uh, you put them on a on a pita bread and a couple of hot dogs and tomatoes and uh, uh, onions and peppers and potatoes and Oh, so you go yeah. Italian or Rippers? Uh, oh, Italian. For sure, huh? Hey, what about, uh, I, I see that, you know, we know the Philly cheesesteak, but I yeah. saw they do a Jersey version of that cheesesteak. Eh, it's not the same. Philly's, you know, special. There's a, I can tell you, if somebody goes to Long Beach Island in New Jersey and goes all the way down to the southern tip of it, go to Boker's Deli, B-O-W-K-E-R-S wrestling people first of all and second of all they got a deli that their cheesecakes are every bit as good as Philly's cheesecake. oh i like it are you a knicks guy or nets guy that's basketball right yeah um <laughs> none of my none of my students ever played for the knicks so they played for the clippers and the and the uh, kings but um i'm gonna go with knicks because that's my youth <laughs> there were no Knicks. hey uh Flow or track? Flow. I run. I run a lot of events, a lot of major events, including let's say the EIWA championships and things like that. We do them all in flow. Okay. All right. Now back home in the uh, in New York, there's a couple of uh, big steakhouses: Peter Luger's or Del Frisco's. Luger's. Luger's. I uh, I briefly. Remember, I remember Del Frisco's because I went there for my birthday, my 40th birthday. Uh, Peter Luger's, I was, it was a long time ago. So <laughs> I remember it uh, more fresh in my, more fresh in my mind. Uh, but this was awesome, man. I really had a good time and, and I got to get educated on USA Wrestling and, and learn a lot about Bill Crum and, and uh, thank you so much for, you know, all you do. And, and I appreciate you coming on and, and doing this with me and you know anybody you want to share my uh my link with uh nationally locally sure uh, that would be good for the show I, I appreciate that you know that's kind of how i get my guests by referral so and and staying up late and blind messaging people on social media so it works okay 
Thank you. Thank you so much, Coach Rowan. And I, I hope I hope I get to meet you in person one day. It'll be probably sooner than later, I would think, right? Yes, sir. Hopefully you be... they let us out of they let us out of quarantine. <laughs> yeah, we'll see if maybe I can make it down to to Osceola when you guys are up here for the tournament. Yeah, I'm not I'm not sure I'll be able to go because I am in that category age wise where you're really not supposed to be. You know, so in, if things were to, if it was tomorrow, I wouldn't be going. So we'll we'll have to wait and see what what happens there. But uh, you know, maybe. <laughs> right, well, enjoy sunny South Florida. I will. Thank you so much for having me on. Yes, sir.